Good morning, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. It has now been two weeks since the tragic earthquake in Haiti, and as the reports of death, injury, and devastation continue, people want to reach out to help. Later this morning, we'll look at BBB recommendations for finding charitable organizations that can support recovery efforts. And the time we've spent at home these past 18 months generated a renewed interest in cuisine and baking, and that created a new focus on the appliances in our kitchens. You might be surprised at what you find if you go shopping for a new fridge, stove, or other major appliance, and we'll be talking about that later this morning. Home or business, we all want to feel and be secure. This morning, our first guest is from a company that provides security to businesses and residential complexes. Richard Norkia is Business Development Manager with Security Guards Group Limited. Welcome to Ask BBB, Richard. Good morning, Jim and Monica. Thank you for having me. So, Richard, let's talk about what security services that Security Guard Group Limited provides. Okay, so as a company, we provide um, general security services for commercial businesses, um, condos, construction sites, industrial plants, and warehouses. We also provide mobile patrol services, which is when a business would either have us check in on their property at random intervals or scheduled intervals. Uh, mobile patrol services also include locking and unlocking of businesses and buildings, key management for when businesses require emergency unlocks or spare keys for authorized personnel. We so, also offer alarm response. Uh, that's when an alarm is triggered at either a home or a property and we will be the first responders to investigate the, the alarm. So are security firms required to meet industry or government standards or any regulations? Yes, the security service industry is uh, heavily regulated uh, by the provincial government, specifically the Ministry of the Solicitor General. We operate within the confines of the Private Security and Investigations Act. We also operate within the Trespass to Property Act and also the Criminal Code of Canada. Companies and security personnel must abide by very strict uh, code of conduct, uh, uniform standards and documentation of incidents. Security companies and their guards are consistently inspected by the ministry's inspectors and the police randomly. And if an entity is found to be in violation of a ministry standards, uh, they could lose their operating license, guards could lose their license and can also face very heavy fines. So how are personnel trained for the individual services that your company provides and, and what sort of background and abilities are required, Richard? So first of all, to be able to work in the security industry, you need to be a licensed security guard. This license is issued by the Ontario government. Uh, there is a mandatory training um, that needs to be completed then a ministry test needs to be taken and passed. After that, the ministry does do a background check on the individual to see that they're a fit and proper person. There can be no uh, criminal involvement, no criminal past, anything like that. Um, and then a ministry will issue a license to an individual 
upon paying the fees. So pertaining to training, uh, this is where we differ from a lot of our competition in the industry because we very heavily invest in the training of our guards. Um, depending on the specific sector that they end up working in, um, our guards receive up to 160 hours of training. Um, healthcare security requiring the most training hours. To summarize, we start our training uh, of new hires via proprietary online platform. And then we have them shadow a senior guard at the client site for a period of time. Once the shadowing part is complete, they're required to take further and advanced online training. Um, that would be dependent on the specific sector of the industry that they end up working in. As for qualifications, I mentioned we need to be licensed. And for background, we always give uh, preference to persons who aspire to build a career either in the private security industry or in law enforcement. Uh, we do get a lot of applicants like that, people trying to get experience because they're working towards a career either in border services, corrections, or policing. And uh, working security does have a lot of transferable skills, and individuals find that this um, is very helpful um, in resume building towards that goal. Uh, we're very happy to have people like that on our team always, highly motivated individuals. Uh, we also have internal programs that target newcomers um, for employment, as well as veterans from the Canadian Armed Forces. Is there an increased demand for security for residential buildings and gated communities? Yes, uh, most definitely. Since the beginning of the pandemic, requests for security has just skyrocketed. While initially the main purpose of this increase was to enforce COVID-19 rules, the duties of our security personnel have dramatically shifted to removing vagrants and preventing theft and vandalism. Um, as you know, Ontario is experiencing an epidemic of substance abuse. For example, uh, the London Middlesex Health Unit has reported a 66% increase uh, in overdose-related deaths recently, um, and addiction does drive property crime. So, of course, residential buildings and gated communities are not immune to this as they see an increase in vehicle and property break-ins and theft in general. Richard, has technology changed the security industry at all? Yes, most definitely. Um, I can say that it's uh, made our jobs a lot easier. Technology has also helped us uh, to be more competitive in the industry, competing with gigantic security firms mostly because it allows us to cut our operating costs dramatically. Uh, for example, about 60% of our training is now online and it allows new hires to complete the training at home at any time of the day. Um, and we also utilize a smartphone application to track attendance, uh, write up incident reports and communicate with our clients and our guards uh, in real time. The online training and the flexibility that that brings does open up opportunities to work in the security industry for people that already might face 
um, time management challenges, for example, part-time students or full-time students even, or a person that's currently working a full-time job but looking to transition into security. Okay, so Richard, what sort of demand is there for close protection or bodyguard services? So Monica, we do offer this service uh, all over Southwest and Ontario, but most of our close protection requests uh, do originate from Toronto and the greater Toronto area. It's mostly for high net worth individuals or social media influencers who do not wish to be bothered while out and about. Um, recently, we had quite a spike in those kinds of requests. A lot of social media influencers wanted to attend anti-RASC Mali's to document it for whatever reason. A lot of them were often uh, threatened or felt threatened and they would contact us and uh, arrange the security team for them just so they can go about doing what they want to do and uh, we operate quietly in the background and only intervene if it's uh, necessary how about uh, other celebrities <laughs> we wouldn't be doing a very good job if we <laughs> if we disclosed that <laughs> yes it's uh it's the, the key to close uh, uh to close security is anonymity um and we we're supposed we're supposed to be invisible and we strive for that and we only step in once it's necessary so but interesting work so we may have seen you at um, an event or some of your people at an event and never know i'm very happy to hear that you most definitely could possibly have if you saw us then something went wrong but that's why we are there we're there when things go wrong well, Richard, we want to thank you for giving us an overview of some of the services and what's involved with the Security Guard Group Limited's uh, uh, services. Thanks, Richard. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Richard Nokia is a business development manager with Security Guard Group Limited, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau. Look for them in the BBB directory under security. Besides a place for your kids' art, what can your fridge do for you? Stay tuned. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. Well, as we said at the outset of the program, the stay-at-home time imposed because of COVID created a new interest in cooking and baking and in the appliances then that we use to prepare these new culinary delights. Fern Dolson helps customers at McNaughton Family Shopping Center in Newberry to make choices when they decide to replace those major appliances. Fern, welcome to Ask BBB. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thanks for having us. So when we say major appliances, what generally falls into that category, Fern? That would be your large appliances like a fridge, freezer, uh, stove, dishwasher, the larger ones. So when it comes time, uh, what are the first considerations when we're shopping for some of those major appliances? Let's just uh, look at the kitchen right now, the fridge, the stove, the dishwasher. Well, find out how much it is you're willing to spend or how much you're willing to put out um, and size, definitely size. You want to measure uh, the space that's allowable for each item. There are varying sizes and heights and depths and widths. Then you're going to want to figure out your color schemes, you want everything to match, and then what little extras you're looking at. Do you want it to be a smart fridge, stove, self-clean? There's just many, many options available when it comes to appliances anymore. Can you just expand a little bit on some of those options for those of us that are 
using appliances that might be from another uh, decade? Well, you can have water now in the door on the outside of the fridge, or you can have water on the inside. There's ice makers that can be in the door or in the bottom. There's also fridges that have Keurig within them as well. So you can have water, hot water, Keurig. All you do is put your pot in and put your cup there and you're good to go for your stoves. Just different cooking features that you can have. You can have a self-clean, manual clean, steam clean, convection, true convection. When it comes to stoves, what is induction? Induction, it's an electrical appliance. It is a smooth top and how it works is out of magnetic forces. So your cookware needs to be a magnetic item. And when you place your cookware on the burner area, that magnetic creates a reaction and that's what creates the heat. So it doesn't draw huge from the the power outlet. It's just concentrated underneath that pot. So as soon as you take the pot away, it'll be cold because the magnetic field is gone away. So in the case of stoves and dryers, the other choice that we have is gas or electric. So what goes into the decision to choose one over the other? Well, first off, it would be what your connection is and how readily available. If you have gas already, then a gas stove would be a good fit. Um, If you're hooked up with electric and not gas, you would have to get a gas fitter in and get your gas line hooked up so that you can hook your stove up. Difference between electric and gas, your electric stoves generate a more consistent heat, whereas your gas is more precise. Uh, On the cooktop part is where most chefs enjoy the cooking with gas because it's precise and it's in an instant. The ovens, they're better with an electric versus gas because it can maintain the temperature a little bit easier than with the gas. Um, There are other options as well within a stove that you can have the best of both worlds. You can cook with gas on the cooktop, bake in the oven with the uh, electric oven. Are there efficiencies that we should look for in terms of energy use, Fern? Well, the good one, the there's Energy Star rated appliances. So they're all tagged with yellow signs or white signs, and they explain what the energy use per kilowatt hour per year would use. They are a little bit more expensive, not by much, but they are a little bit. When the, in the manufacturing of energy efficient appliances, they streamline what it is that it, you need to do and do it far more efficiently so that your compressor will glass defrost wouldn't draw too much off of the fridge. You have also different things with the fridge that uh, you can do turbo cool. So if you do a big shop and your items are warmish from the grocery store, you could hit a turbo cool and it will cool the items faster and more generalized area. That would be great to have that cooling down feature for the new groceries that you just put in the fridge. What are some other advances in appliances that maybe need to be explained to customers? Well, one of the bigger ones is the uh, Wi-Fi connectability of all your appliances. Um, You can be at the grocery store, forgot to take something out, stop at the store to pick up an item for dinner. And while you're waiting in line, you can turn your oven on to do the preheat while you're on your way home. Um, Appliances can start talking to each other. 
uh, washers and dryers, your washing machine can talk to your dryer and let it know what it is you're washing so that it's capable when you put things in, you don't have to push any buttons, it's ready to go and dry the way that you want it to. They're coming to a point too in some uh, microwaves and different items where you can scan the barcode on the product that you want to cook and it'll preset your microwave to the proper temperature, the proper time. So there's really not a lot of thought process going on anymore. It makes things very, very, very simple. Takes the guesswork out of everything. And you can manage and it lets you know, like if there's a problem with your appliance, this is working harder, this may need to look, um, your filter needs changing. Wow, as these appliances become more and more complex, like a computer, uh, are they more expensive to repair or to service? Well, they can be. If you run into an issue with an appliance, if the fixing of it is going to cost more than half of a new one, you should consider looking at buying a new one versus putting that amount of money into a fix. So we've been talking about major appliances here. What what are some of the more popular smaller countertop appliances that uh, are standard or that maybe even we haven't uh, discovered yet? Uh, slow cookers or your old crock pot. That's a most very popular one. Um, immersion blenders. They're the handheld blenders that you could put in for your smoothie or your energy drink in the morning. Keeps it easy, keeps it simple. It's one little handheld item that you can put right into your cup. Uh, electric kettles. They heat up the water faster than your stove would if you had a kettle for the stove. Air fryers are a good Small appliance, a lot of people have been buying. They are great because they're healthier. They get your crispy fries or your chicken nuggets or what have you that you want to have a little crisp on the outside without the added oil. So you don't have to add any oil when you have an air fryer. And they're energy efficient as well. Well, Fern, we want to thank you for uh, joining us here this morning and giving us an overview of uh, what that new major appliance might look like in our kitchen or in the laundry room. Thanks, Fern. Thank you. We've been talking with Fern Dolson of McNaughton Family Shopping Center in Newberry, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. And you can learn more about them by looking them up in the BBB directory. What's the best way to help Haiti? We'll talk about that in just a moment. And welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. Monica, it's hard to imagine the devastation that the earthquake in Haiti caused when it hit there a couple of weeks ago. Many people want to help out in some way. Absolutely. Not only the earthquake, but then also the tropical storm, Grace, hit Haiti shortly after. So the need definitely is great. And when it comes to reaching out to help, we are all shaken by the desperate need we see in the reports. The internet is flooded with requests for help. Many of them will make a difference, but sadly, some will not. So how do we sort through the appeals that come to us? Well, check to see if the charity has experience in providing disaster relief. Haiti and the situation there is one of the most challenging. So if the organization has worked with people of Haiti in the past, they're more likely to be able to get help to people where they need it. If the group is new, even though they have good intentions, they may have trouble being able to follow through. So what else should we look for? 
Well, we all want to know that our money will find its way to the people who actually need the help. But if the appeal makes an exaggerated financial claim, like 100% will be spent on relief, you need to really step back. All charities have administrative costs and claiming otherwise is misleading. Even a credit card donation will have a processing fee. What about sending clothing and, and food? Well, again, that may be well-intentioned, but it just isn't practical. The established relief organizations are better equipped to get what's needed and to avoid duplication of efforts. So we need to do some research before we make our donation. Absolutely. So bbb.org has a list of many charities, both in the United States as well as in Canada, that you can do some research on and spend a little time thinking about who you would like to support and why those initiatives are important to you. And Monica, that's uh, all our time for Ask BBB for this morning. And uh, this is the last uh, time that you will be with me as a co-host, as next week we'll be introducing the CEO of uh, BBB Serving Western Ontario. It's been great uh, working with you here on Ask BBB, Monica. Absolutely. It's been it's been wonderful, Jim. It's been a great experience and it's lovely to be able to support the community in this way with information that helps them make good decisions every day. And we want to thank our listeners for being with us this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Remember, ask BBB. And start with trust. <laughs>